You're listening to the All The Things Podcast, and I'm your host, Sophia Merlo. Each week, you can expect tips and tricks from beauty to business experts or from myself as I navigate life as a young woman in her 20s. Every episode is chocked full of value, tangible advice, while still sprinkling in relatable stories and keeping things real with my guests and you listening. Be sure to subscribe and tune in every Thursday so you don't miss an episode. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Other Things Podcast. If this is your very first episode, welcome to the club and thank you for joining. We're truly so glad you're here. My name is Sophia Merlo, and you can think of me as your new internet best friend who is always and I mean always, down to talk about health, wellness, entrepreneurship, and of course, navigating life as a young adult because let me tell you, it is not easy. If you're wanting to know how to romanticize your life and add more joy, learn celebrity hair secrets for maintaining healthy, shiny hair, tangible ways to better balance your nutrition and optimize your health and blood sugar, or how to build a business from the ground up to having a client list that includes the one and only Sophia Ritchie, then stick around because those are all real episodes that you'll have to scroll back and check out. Now for today's episode. I have been collecting questions throughout the month of October submitted by you anonymously or on Instagram. This is the fourth installment of our community Q&A. And as always, I would love to know the feedback on this series. The first few have been quite popular, but I always want to produce content that aligns with you listening. Also a reminder for this series to continue to work if you enjoy it. I do need audience participation, so don't be afraid to write in. If you want to submit questions or if there is a scenario that you're looking for advice on that you don't feel comfortable maybe talking about with your girlfriends, you can either create an email so it's totally anonymous or if you want to just send me an email, I promise I will not tell a soul. It's between you and I. And I post the link to anonymously ask questions on my Instagram story. So make sure you're following us there. If you would prefer this series every other month or if you enjoy the monthly installments. Again, before we get into today's episode, a couple of housekeeping items. If you haven't done so already, make sure you are subscribed so you never miss a new episode every Thursday. Also, I tell you every single week, but I would truly love you and appreciate you if you left us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I read each and every single review and it really means the world to me. For more content, tips, and laughs, make sure you're cut up with us on all of the socials. This is also where you can submit questions, like I mentioned, and that is at All The Things The Pod on Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, Twitter, YouTube, and Threads. Our website is at allthethingstheblog.com, and the email address, if you want to get in touch, is at allthethingstheblog at gmail.com. One more thing before we get into today's episode. As Mel Robbins says, the legal stuff. I am not a doctor. I am not a lawyer. A life health or relationship coach of any type. This is simply going to your girlfriends, asking for advice, asking for a little bit of a debrief on a situation. I know personally, I absolutely love watching Q&A videos on YouTube and listening to the Q&A theme pods while I'm 
working or while I'm driving. It just seems like I'm getting to know the person better. I'm hearing stories that I can relate to and getting insight, but this is not expert medical, financial, or legal advice of any sort. Okay, I'm glad we got that out of the way. Now for today's episode, the October Community Q&A. First off, I think I say this every single month, but truly, how are we at the end of October? I'm not prepared. I just got over the fact that summer ended, and now I feel like we're in Christmas. Like, I'm planning what I'm doing for Christmas. My friends and I are planning our holiday plans, our holiday parties, because if you don't plan at the end of October, beginning of November, then you're late on everything. And I'm just not mentally in that state yet. At the time of recording, I still have no idea what I'm doing for Halloween, but I would absolutely love to know what everyone listening is doing. So please DM me your costumes, DM me what you're being. I need some inspiration. I have a few ideas, but I might hold off on that until I reveal whatever I end up doing on Instagram, just so I can have a photo. But I have a list in my notes. My notes app is my best friend. So we will see in the next week what actually ends up happening. Now let's get into the questions submitted by you. So the theme of this month and of this block of four weeks, if you haven't noticed already, if you haven't been tuning in, is our Fit Girl Fall series, which I've personally been absolutely loving these conversations, these interviews. So I chose questions that were aligned with that Fit Girl Fall mindset. Maybe it related to questions I got on the last few episodes things on Instagram or mental well-being, things that all encompass that fit girl fall mindset. So I have received a lot of questions about EMS training. If you missed it, I think it was last week's episode was with Mark Sather. He is the founder of Body Pulse Studios here in Vancouver. That's where I'm doing my EMS training and I'm absolutely loving it. So I think we cover a lot about what EMS is, what it looks like, what you can expect in that episode, but I still received a lot on Instagram and replies to my stories. So the two biggest questions I've been getting that weren't really covered in the episode were, what changes have I noticed in my body and have I lost any weight? So I know weight can be triggering for a lot of people. It can be a sensitive topic. And the simple answer is, I don't know. I haven't weighed myself in quite a long time. So I don't have a number that I started with and I don't know what I weigh now. So if I did lose any weight, I would tell you the amount, but I truly don't know. And that's not how I'm basing my progress for training or the 75 hard challenge, which we'll get into a little bit more. But the simple answer for weight loss is I I truly don't know. For changes I notice, I can comment on that. Yes, at the time of recording, I've received three sessions at Body Pulse Studios for my EMS training, and I have noticed some physical changes. I feel like I've tightened up in my arms, stomach, and thighs within those sessions. Along with the EMS training, I am doing my regular workout, which includes a mix of mobility, strength, and cardio. Some of my favorites are spin, which we'll get into as well. Legree Reformer 
and some body weight exercises at home, lots of walking. That's kind of what my routine looks like these days in addition to the EMS training. So I didn't take measurements, which I kind of wish I did now, but because of 75 but because of 75 hard, I am taking progress photos. And just the way my clothes feel on me, I have noticed that in those areas I have tightened and toned up. I also just feel stronger after my first session. I was seriously so sore in a good way, but I haven't worked out my muscles like that before. And I'm definitely sore after my other sessions, but I feel good. Like I'm able to fully walk and participate and do the things that I want to do outside of working out and in my other workouts. But I feel like it just really challenges my body in a way that no other workout can or has before. So that's why I'm such a big fan of it and will continue to have it be part of my regular workout routine. And it's nice because it's effective really only once a week. That's the frequency in which I'm doing it. It's only 20 minutes. If you've listened to the episode, then you already know all these things. But I'm really a fan. And those are the changes that I've noticed with EMS training to answer some of those questions that weren't addressed in the episode. Next up, I touched on this in the first question, but it is, how are you finding 75 hard? I want to try, but worried I won't be able to commit to it. I've received this sentiment a few times on Instagram or people in person asking me. I have it on my calendar and they'll see it pop up and they're like, how's it going? Honestly, I've been loving it. A few weeks ago, I hit a point where I was like, okay, this this is getting to be a bit of a challenge. And there's not one thing in particular that I find the hardest. Honestly, the hardest, I think, is doing the progress photo just because I forget. And sometimes I'll have to take it at night. And I feel like that's not a good representation because literally me at night and me in the morning looks like it could be a before and after in itself. So I don't think that's the most accurate thing. But I really want to apply at least some, if not all, of these measures into my daily routine after the 75 days are up, I think I'm over halfway in this challenge. I think I'm five, five and a half weeks in. It's really gone by so fast. And for those who are unfamiliar with 75 hard, I think there's some slight variations in different versions, but these are the main common things throughout if you look online. So two workouts a day, 45 minutes each, drinking a gallon of water, reading 10 pages, progress photo, and then for diet, you can kind of pick what you want to do. So there is flexibility. My hard stop for diet was absolutely no alcohol whatsoever. And then in addition to that, I'm really trying to eat no processed food, like no junk food, sweets, that kind of thing. I have gone out for a few nice dinners and celebrations. I haven't stressed myself out not knowing every single ingredient within those dishes, but I've been mindful. So haven't gone dessert. If there's French fries or things like that, have definitely stayed away and just enjoyed really yummy, delicious, wholesome meals. But I haven't really missed anything. People have asked me if I've craved anything and no, I don't feel like I've been restricting myself or that I've been depriving myself. 
There's been a few days with the two workouts that I've definitely felt tired, but the beauty of this is it's really focused around movement. So one of those workouts could be a walk or a yoga class, something really restorative. And it's been a great push because a lot of times I need to add that thing into my day. It could be crazy busy and maybe I've done a spin class or a Pilates class or something, but Having that little bit of extra movement has actually allowed me to set aside time to also incorporate some mindfulness into my routine. Things have been so hectic and crazy busy, and I'm really grateful, but also a bit overwhelmed. I think you all listening can relate. I've received that kind of vibe from others and my friends right now. Maybe it's just the October fall to winter energy that we're all adjusting, but I think we're on the same page here. And I've loved being able to hold myself accountable and set that time out of my day for me to hit these goals. Another huge thing, shout out to my mom. She is doing the 75 hard with me and absolutely crushing it. We text each other the workouts we've done that day, what we have left to do. And I'm so proud of her. She's been an absolute rock star. So back to your question, you want to try but worried about commitment. I think you need to be really honest about your why. So why do you want to do the 75 hard? Is it because you have a physical goal? You want to challenge yourself? You want to challenge your mental stability? I don't know if that's the correct word, but your mental toughness to commit to something. And I think when you're really clear on your why, you'll actually be able to dedicate yourself to doing a challenge. If you're worried, I don't know your situation. I don't know if you are a mom or a dad, what your responsibilities are, and they're probably different than mine. So I think another really great thing is to be realistic. Maybe even doing a test run and trying for a week, setting time aside for two workouts, increasing your water, and just seeing how that is. And then notice what challenges come up too. Is it the fact that you really are stretch to your limits right now and you can't set aside that time for two workouts if you can set aside time for one i highly highly encourage you doing it because i think it's a great form of self-love to set that time aside in your schedule for yourself it's so important for mental health physical health all the things but if two just isn't possible right now Be realistic and then notice those challenges and see how you can reset your schedule, reset your habits to then working up to that challenge. If it's because you're binge watching Love is Blind, I feel you, trust me, I do, but that's something where you can be accountable for your actions, for how you're spending your time, and that's something that you can easily swap out in your routine. Also, follow what my mom and I are doing. It's great having an accountability partner because you don't want to let the other person down. We don't want to let ourselves down, but when you have someone on the other end going through it with you, it motivates you so much more to keep consistent. Also, with the 75 hard, if you miss a day, you restart. So once you're a week in, it's too late to turn around. You don't want to restart from the beginning again, because when you're planning a couple months out, now we're getting into the holiday season. And I don't know about you, but I definitely want to enjoy myself a little bit over the holidays and happy that I'm going to be wrapped up at the beginning of December. And if I choose to indulge a little extra, I'm not worried about this challenge not letting me do so. 
So my advice for you is to do a little test run, see what challenges come up, see what habits or routines you can swap out and have an accountability partner to do the challenge with. Next question, are you teaching spin? I saw your TikTok about a Shrek class and I want to come. Thank you. So this was a question I did receive. It wasn't part of my link for this episode, but I thought this episode would also be a good time to talk about this because we're talking about fitness, fit girl fall. I thought it related. So long answer. Not yet. I'm not a spin instructor yet, but I am doing my training at YVR Cycle. If you're in Vancouver, I think I went to every single spin place in Vancouver and the surrounding area. I've been going to different spin studios since my first year of university. That was my first time taking a spin class, so six years ago. And each studio has their own vibe, and I could definitely appreciate and take away things from each studio, each instructor. But at YVR Cycle, I started going, and I honestly just loved it there. I loved the vibe. I loved the front desk. I loved the motivators. The instructors there are called motivators. I always had so much fun and just always a really positive experience. And I was like, how can I be part of this? So then I started volunteering behind the front desk in exchange for spin classes because I'm like, oh my God, I'm friends with everyone here. Might as well stay an extra couple hours and then get some free classes. And then they opened up their training. So you had to audition for their training. I did that. And now I'm in the training. We are in the thick of it and it is no joke, but I'm loving it. I'm loving the people and I can't wait to actually be on the schedule. So if you're interested in taking my class or interested in spin at all, please DM me. I'd love to answer any further questions you have or help you get into a class, ride a class with you. My first class will be November 26th, my friends and family class. So if you'd like to learn more about that, please message me. I'm sure I'll be posting more about it closer to the time on Instagram and on TikTok. But yes, soon, either late November or early December, I think I'll be on the schedule permanently, which is so exciting. And keep your eyes peeled because absolutely, I'm going to do a Shrek-themed ride. How can I not? I've already made part of the playlist. It's happening 100%. Next question. Do you do intuitive eating? I've seen it so much on TikTok, but I think I would just eat Sour Patch Kids, lol. I do not do... I don't know how to answer this. I feel like that's me every single question. Intuitive eating... That's actually going to be a topic for next week's episode. We have an actual health coach who specializes in helping people intuitive eat, people who've had disordered eating or eating disorders get back in tune with their body. So our guests can give way better and expert advice on that. But in a short answer, no, I am mindful of what I eat and I feel like I am in tune of my body, but I'm also aware of getting a certain amount of protein in. I do have macros that I'm aware of, but I don't track perfectly unless I'm like actively 
going for a physical change, but I'm always aware, and that's not to say restrict, but to also be like, okay, I've had a lot of this type of group. I think to be better balanced out or to better fuel my body, I need for my next meal to have more of this, for example. It's not always perfect, but I do I do use macros for that, for more balanced meals, but I definitely listen to my body and how I'm feeling. And if I'm way up, say, in carbs, but that's what I'm needing, that's what I'm having. I think if I was just doing completely intuitive eating, I would feel a little bit lost too. We talk about this more in the episode, how to actually tune into what your body's needing, because who wouldn't just crave your favorite foods all day long, each and every single day? But there's actually some science behind it, so I'm excited for you to listen to next week's episode. I have also seen it on TikTok. I don't know how to answer your question besides the fact that I don't. I think it's a trendy thing right now. There's some creators like Victoria Garrick or Victoria Garrick Brown, she's now married, who does a really good job of explaining this and her journey with it. But I think there's a lot of people who just kind of hop on the trend too. And I just encourage you to be mindful of the content you're consuming and make sure that it serves you and doesn't harm you in any way or your body, especially things with food and health and fitness related. Next question, and this is actually going to be our last question. This is not completely fitness related, but it deals with boundaries and wellness. So I thought that would be a really great, well-rounded approach for this episode. And this is the question. So this person says, I struggle setting boundaries with my friends. I don't want them to think that I don't want to do things with them, but I'm feeling burnt out and pulled in too many directions. How do you balance this? Great question. I'm sure a lot of people listening can relate to this. I think I felt like this at times. Like I mentioned at the top of the episode, things are so busy right now. I have a bit too much on my plate, but I asked for all these things and I'm very grateful for them. So I just need to adjust. So setting boundaries with your friends. That's what they asked. I always want to say she. I always just assume that I have like 20 something girls listening, but I know that there's so many other people out there. So that's what they asked. Okay. First off, I think your friends will get it. And I think you need to be honest with your friends if you're feeling overwhelmed. They obviously love you and want to spend time with you, but sometimes you really do need a quiet night or a quiet weekend and your friends will get that. But I think it's the matter of how you communicate that and making sure that it's not that you don't want to spend time with them, that for you to be your best and protect your mental health, you need to chill. So say they invite you, I know Halloween's coming up, say to a Halloween party and you just don't want to go, be honest and say, hi, I don't think I can commit to this. I'm feeling burnt out. Literally like say, tell them you're feeling burnt out and that you really need some time to recuperate. If you guys have set plans already, like you're doing a group costume, then it can maybe be a bit harder. I would, if that was me, I would definitely feel pulled to going. So I would maybe do a balance and be like, okay, I'll come for the pre, you can get the costumes you need to get, because honestly, that's all I care about for Halloween is getting a good costume or getting a good photo of whatever costume I'm in. And then you can have fun together at the pre, and then you can either, if you're going somewhere afterwards, you can either just go home 
or you don't have to drink and can go home early. That's normally what I do if I'm not really in a party mood, but have already committed myself and it's bigger stakes like that group costume scenario. If that's not the case at all, then you really don't have to go at all and your friends will understand. I'm sure there might be someone in your group who probably feels similar and they also might take a chill weekend and follow your lead or whatever, hang out whatever plans you all had together. That can be a more chill, relaxing night or a coffee date or a walk or something that's a bit more slow paced and restful, but you can still hang out. I think the biggest thing though is just being honest and saying how you feel. So don't feel like you need to make excuses or don't try to make excuses. People obviously want you to be there, so they'll try and help you out with those excuses. And then if you keep coming up with lies or excuses, they'll get the impression that you are lying and just don't want to be part of them or part of their plans. So I say be honest, let them know, and then do what feels good for you. So do you need a good night's sleep? Do you need a nice home-cooked meal? Do you need to just spend a few hours horizontal on a couch watching Netflix? That's okay if you're feeling burnt out. When I'm feeling burnt out, I have to be careful also that I don't let things slide. I'm a very organized person and I often feel a lot better when I make a big list of work, podcasts, spin, personal life things. So I actually have a clear vision that's written down of everything I need to do. And I'm not just relying on my brain to keep it all organized in my head. Sometimes when it's written out in front of you, it just seems less daunting and you can seem a bit less overwhelmed knowing exactly what you have to do with a date. So I hope that helped your question. I know this episode is on the shorter side, but these are the questions that I got. I got a few others that were along the same lines, so I felt like they fell into each of these buckets. If you're enjoying this community Q&A series at the end of every month, please let me know. Looking at the numbers, they seem to be really popular, but don't forget that I do need audience participation for this series to continue. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you think it will bring value to someone else that you love, be sure to share it with them and be sure to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon.